This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Taza. Welcome, we have some breaking news. Magic Johnson steps down, and it's not really breaking, everyone knows about this, but um, I probably, he did this the most pussy way possible. <laughs> Don't even tell your boss, just go out in the media Say that he's stepping down. I'm sure Jeannie Buss was not happy about it. Uh, it's going to be fun when she, she's got to have some sort of press conference when they hire somebody and they'll, or some, you know, something's got to happen. I want to know her, like, I wish, I wish I was in the room when she found out that he stepping down without her knowing. Um, but end up being probably the best case scenario for, for, for the Lakers long term. Here come, I'm going to let Chase go through and kind of rant, I'm sure. Nah, it's not really a rant. Stop calling it that. Um, uh, well, yesterday I was driving, and uh, I had been on my phone basically the entire time up until I started driving. And I literally hit the freeway, got off the freeway, and Mike calls me. And he tells me that Magic Johnson stepped down. I was like, you're lying. Like, i have been on my phone this entire time. What the fuck? And then I surely checked Twitter, and that's what happens. And then so, the memes rolled in. And the memes rolled in. Of course they did. But, look, the Lakers, they need, they need, they need a new direction. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Magic Johnson was, was a great hire. He got you LeBron James. Now you go ahead and you move forward. LeBron will have a lot of say, I think, more than people think in how this goes along. Um, Jeannie will obviously make the make the calls. She'll, you know, she, she, I think they will fire Rob Palinka. I think if between Palinka and Luke, of which one I think is more likely to stay, I would probably lean towards Palinka. But I think both of them are probably out. Yeah, at least you're hoping. I, I, I'm hoping. And as far as I'm concerned, the better of two evils would be Palinka staying because I think the GM, you can add someone to that. You can make have you someone, someone add, above them. Yeah, exactly. You can put someone in a position to where he makes the decisions as opposed to Palinka making all the decisions. But as far as Luke Walton goes, look, the dude's a great coach. I'm not shitting on him. He's a phenomenal coach. He's probably one of the better coaches in the league right now. But... For this team and what they need right now, he isn't it. He has still some issues with his rotations. He still has some issues playing guys like Rondo over Caruso for as long as he did, which makes no sense now considering how Caruso's balling out. Speaking of which, Caruso needs to be on the roster next year. He needs to be the backup point guard to Lonzo. But that's another point for another day. So what needs to really happen is Jeannie needs to go and she needs to make calls. She needs to call David Griffin. She needs to call Pat Riley. She needs to call Jerry West. She needs to call um, uh, Sergey Massar uh, from the rap. Make all the calls. Call every available executive that's even that even would think for a second of leaving their job for the Lakers job. Which, according to David Griffin, I mean, kind of with a like a wink, wink, like here I am, like said every he's hearing plenty of executives would in a heartbeat take this Lakers uh, Lakers job over a lot of the current jobs that they have right now. So my thinking is that regardless of what you end up with, whether it's David Griffin, whether it's Jerry West, whether it's Palinka with someone, you know, like a um, 
Jesse bus coming in to like help matters or uh, Ryan West, uh, Jerry West's son that's also in the organization in the South Bay uh, Lakers with uh, Jesse Buss. If one of those guys comes in and and makes, you know, and comes in and basically says, hey, look, we need to run the team this way. This this is the way the team needs to start getting run or we're going to distance ourselves from the Buss family. I mean, she's going to be put into a very, very, very hard situation. So at the end of the day, I think what happens is Palinka is probably fired probably – in the next day or two and they start a search for a wide net for a new GM, David Griffin, probably leading that list. Uh, Jerry West will be up there. I'm sure. Um, uh, what's his face from the, um, well, I'm drawing Ooh. blanks now. I saw it today. Well, um, uh, Scoop, Scoop B dropped the name and I can't think of it right now. And I need to probably look up. Well, their they're, they're saying that but, they should check in even with Bob Myers from the Warriors. Yeah, but, but just everybody. every, but literally anybody that is, Thinking, like, the Warriors, if we're being honest, like, I mean, their situation is going to be lesser here pretty quick. I mean, you know, a chance to win another ring. I mean, there's a lot of factors that are going to play into this. But I think if the Lakers go about it the right way, the way I'm hoping they'll go about it, and clean house and get a new regime in there, there's plenty of optimism as a Lakers fan. you got LeBron for the next three years. You have cap space. You have a young core. You have young ballers coming from the South Bay Lakers like Jonathan Williams, uh, Jamario Jones, Alice Caruso, Mo Wagner, the list goes on. They just need to establish a culture. If you can get a culture established this year for the next three years, the Lakers have the potential more than any team to be really successful. I will say they need to bring basketball people. Like people who well, have that's what I'm saying. Jer- Jerry yeah. West. Well, it's going to be tough to bring Jerry West. I mean, I but, mean, but you know, I know what you're saying. Um, they need to bring people to bring who, who've in, run yeah. a team who've done it successful. I mean, I don't know. You know, there's there's big names being thrown out there, and it's probably not going to happen. I mean, so Chase, what would be? Let me give you three scenarios. What's the best outcome? What's the worst outcome? And what's probably going to happen? Well, the best outcome and the and the most probably going to happen are probably the same thing. At least to me, I think the best outcome is Palinka's gone. Griffin's in, and you bring up someone like Jesse Buss to kind of, you know, like tutor, like kind of like a guy that can replace him if David Griffin decides to take his business elsewhere in a few years after Mm -hmm. LeBron leaves. So that would be my best case and what I think will likely happen. I think David Griffin is the most likely because you know his ties with LeBron. You know his ties with Clutch. You know his ties with, um, uh, not Genie, but the other guy in the Lakers system. Um... But even Blake Griffin has connections with Luke Walton. No, uh, David Griffin, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean... That means Luke Walton would stay and, there. And, I would, and I'd be fine with Luke Walton staying if it meant David Griffin came in. That would, I, I think what can't happen is Luke Walton and Palinka are both there. Either Luke's got to go or Palinka's got to go. They both can't stay. Well, even Palinka has had issues with other agents trying to sign players. And that's and- the biggest thing for me. The Lakers need to not hire from inside. They need to cast a wide net, and they need to make sure that they get the best possible candidate search that they can have. And as long as they do that, they will be fine. But so if what they would do be... something stupid, which is what the worst case scenario would be, is Palinka and Luke Stain, and they keep running this back one more year, and things don't get better, and they strike out on us on free agency, and they make some boneheaded trades, and they end up like the Jim Buss, um, which we call situation a few years back when they were signing. 
Timothy Mozgov and uh, Luol Deng the four-year deals. Mm-hmm. So I mean, last year was one-year deals, not four-year deals. No, I mean like but, the last I mean. year he was GM. The yes. he was running the organization. Yes, exactly. So I, I just think that there's. Don't get me wrong. There's there's hope, but they but they need to act pretty decently quickly. Like in the next month, we better hear that either Palinka and Luke are gone and that a search has begun or. Something something's not right there in the organization. Yeah, I I, I will say I don't. I I wouldn't surprise me if somebody that is not being talked about is running the team. You know, I, right now it's just rumors. We don't know anything that's going to happen. It's probably going to take what two weeks to find out who they hire. And this this I, and this, who they hire is probably going to come out with a coach that they want. Yeah. So and that's totally fine, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what you want is a guy to come in. And I will steal say, what I I, wants. I don't think Ty Lue or Jason Kidd are an option now. I think that's going to be a different, completely I would, different coach. I, I would actually disagree. I think if David Griffin comes in, Ty Lue is way more likely. Okay, if it's David Griffin, but if it's somebody, if I'm, it's somebody else, probably yeah, not. That's why. But I mean. in my most likely scenario, that's probably Jason the Kidd's hit. probably not. Jason an Kidd. Either. I think Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson are done. I think it's basically yeah. Ty Lue. And a couple other lower well, key candidates. To be that honest, are the only uh, as of right now, and the coaches that are available, Tyler's the best option. Yeah, he is one of the best options, without a doubt. But um, I'm just reading this right now from one of my buddies, uh, Ramona Shelburne, uh, came on AM seven ten, and she basically said that Palinka will have more power. But what she's not saying is that Palinka is going to stay. Palinka, right now, of course. They have nobody right now to run. Like, the team's going through exit interviews. They're going through, you know, the finalizing their final days as a team. So the next couple of days, sure, Palinka will be there in in fact. But who said this? Um, Ramona Shelburne okay. from ESPN 710 LA. So basically once Messi stepped down, he became the highest... Palinka became the highest strength basketball official. So mm-hmm. you can't just fire him right away. So that kind of makes sense. We need somebody, to do but that they need, interviews. but they need to start. That's what I'm saying. They need to start looking now. And he'll probably and be, it's gotta, he'll yeah. probably be a candidate as well. They probably won't fire him until they actually hire somebody. They'll yeah. probably just have him as a candidate. For, he's ba- he's basically like Luke Walton. He's a lame duck GM right now. Yeah. I, that's what I believe both of them are. I believe in the next two to three days we'll see. There's a story evolve. I don't more even know if we'll see two days. I think it might be a couple weeks. Like I don't think we'll see, we'll actually know for a good week to two weeks of what what exactly it takes time to interview people and they're not gonna just fire people on the spot until they actually get a, a person a, a you know a president of basketball operations who's actually gonna decide what's gonna see, happen. See, I, I what I what I think is gonna happen is that they're going to make that move before they hire. A, I think that that the president of basketball operations and the GM will be hired at the same time. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, cause, but I don't think, like, the next two... It could happen. The Jeannie Buss, who brought Palinka in, mm-hmm. she was the one who hired her. It wasn't Magic, so mm-hmm. it was it was her person. Yes. You know, she she hired people that she knew on more of, like, a family term. No, she she hired Rob Palinka, as m- multiple people on my Lakers Twitter have pointed out to a, a lot, because Palinka is closest to Kobe. Yeah. And Kobe and Jeannie well, Buss were... Like this when Could, he was what, a player. What, I mean, what's I don't know if like what if Gina goes out and says, "Hey, Kobe, no, run my team." No, that's Co- not gonna happen. Kobe's not happening. I, I don't, think, I don't right think, think I don't think Kobe will do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if. She oh, the Lakers may out. ask, but but I guarantee it, you, it's, it's, Kobe, Kobe won't do Kobe it won't because do it. he's he's already he's a full man full full man. I can't even say it. He he's set he's he's set where he's at. He's got his other goals and stuff. As much as he loves, like he he can come in and he can. 
help recruit free agents, like that's totally fine. And they may have them, you know, make a call to Kyrie, make a call to uh, Kawhi, you know, all that good stuff. Okay. But as far as Kobe actually doing the GM thing, I don't think that's Okay, we have breaking news. Um, the Giants are finalizing a four-year, $41 million extension with wide receiver Sterling Shepard. Oh, you got my hopes up. I was hoping it was Eli Manning. I was going to lose my shit right now. But that's even better. That's uh, that's great. They they extended the second-best receiver and traded their way their best receiver. The Giants keep giantsing it up. Uh, that's kind of cheap, though, for I mean, number two I, I'm receiver. not saying it's not cheap, but like they're giving money to the wrong people right now. $10 million, though. He's a young, up-and-coming receiver who's probably going to get more opportunity coming forward. Um, I, d- I just think uh, you they maybe should have waited till the draft maybe to see how the wide receiver shakes out. Uh, it depends but, on. I mean, he he hasn't been bad. He's been a decent. And I'm not two. saying he's been bad, but if if you were to draft a wide receiver now, that's whichever wide receiver you draft, well, they still can. I mean, no, I'm saying, but like he's going to expect to need the number one. You're paying Sterling well, Shepard. I mean, Golden Tate is still there too, as well, and uh, he got a big contract. But, as well. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm. I don't. Long term, it's probably not the worst idea because you're not paying a top receiver. Money. I never, I never said it's a bad idea. I just don't think the Giants should have done it just yet. I thought that I think they probably should have waited till the draft to kind of. I mean, you they know. could still draft a receiver in the second or on one of their. Eh, I mean, and that's and that's fine. The, the Giants, Giants are making it a lot easier on on the Cowboys this year. That's and I like well, it I a mean, lot. Trading Odell is not the best idea. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You trade Odell and you sign Sterling Shepard. You mix that up. You should have traded Sterling Shepard and signed Odell. But hey, hey, what do I know? Yeah, so we're gonna move on to Chase's mock draft. His 1.0. I literally did I'm this in let, a blink in like. He, we kind of went through this so that two he, seconds, like literally five months before we came on this pod. So we're gonna go through it. Uh, I'm gonna let Chase tell you what he did. Uh, well, with the first pick, obviously Kyler Murray, best quarterback in my opinion in this draft, without a doubt, gonna change things in Arizona once he gets there. Um, Nick Bosa, two to the Niners, best edge rusher available, has the the safest pick the Niners could possibly make. He's, he fits can't perfectly. Can't screw it up. Can't screw it up. There you go. Um, the Jets, I think they need defensive line help, so I gave them Quinn and Williams. And then coincidentally, after that, the Raiders give uh, gave them Josh Allen. And then uh, the Bucks, I gave them Devin White out of LSU. I think they need a linebacker after they lost Quan Alexander, and uh, they could definitely use him. Uh, the Giants, I was conflicted between a couple of picks. I was conflicted about giving them Dwayne Haskins, but I keep hearing that they want to draft defensive end, defensive line help, and I think that's why they would take Ed Oliver in this situation instead. So I gave them Ed Oliver. Um, the Jags, here's where I kind of like went a little different than I think Mike would probably go. I gave them DK Metcalf for a couple reasons. One, their defense is pretty pretty legit. I don't think they need too much to that defense. They can probably fill that in later holes. The edge rush is deep. But the, receiving co- the receivers, there's like three receivers in my opinion, the top 15, 20 that are going to stand out next year and make an impact right away. And DK Metcalf, for me, is one of them. So I, I think DK Metcalf here is the safe pick for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions, uh, they did add a couple of edge rushers um, in free agency, but I think they need one more. So I gave them Rashawn Gary from Michigan, even though I'm not too high on him. I think Montez Sweat is a better player. But you can I kind of play all over I, the line, though. I just don't. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that fits I more of what they need. Chris Sims has a good... Um, a good way to explain what he does. He kind of he's not a personal get um, you know a lot of sacks, 
but he's gonna fuck up plays. Basically, he's gonna destroy exactly. the running game. He's gonna, he can play all over the D line, um, so it's not the worst pick. No, exactly. Um, he fits more, like you said, of what they can do as far as um, as edge rushing goes. Um, but the Bills, uh, they did go and and added a lot of receiving. They added um, a couple uh, defensive players in free agency. I think. They need to shore up that offensive line just a little bit more for Josh Allen. He was they running for his life a lot last yeah, year. Yeah, they signed basically just two guards that, that they could just improve. The so I gave tackle. him a tackle here, and I gave him Juwan Taylor from Florida, who I think is probably, if not the best, the second best tackle in this entire draft. Um, then the Broncos, John Elway loves his big, white, six-foot quarterbacks, <laughs> and I think even with Dwayne Haskins still sitting there, he will take Drew Locke. Because I think they need to get a quarterback. They have Joe Flacco and Case Keenum, who they gave all that money to, and who may not even be the starter going into next year, which is fucking crazy to me. But I think that they need to get another quarterback in there, especially for when Flacco doesn't end up doing too much for them next year. So I think they take a quarterback here, and And I think Locke is probably fits the mold of what L.A. wants, even though I don't think Drew Locke is, is that much better than Dwayne Haskins, but... Yeah, and, uh, you know, every mock I've done, I've mocked you lock to the Broncos. I'm not sure what's going to happen if they don't take a quarterback. Yeah, I, I have always mocked them a quarterback. I mean, I took Bradley Chubb last year. Maybe they'll take someone like Montez Sweat and surprise us. Who knows? Um, but for the Bengals, the Bengals have a lot of needs. They have linebacker needs, but I already gave uh, Bush, or the or was no, it White or White. Bush? White, the number one guy by a mile. Not, not a mile, but like a few picks more. Um, then to the, Bucks. Uh, to the Bucks. So they're left here with a position of need and a top tight end available. So I gave them Hawkinson from Iowa, who I think is probably the best tight end in this draft. Um, the Packers, they obviously need a receiver. They need a couple, they need some edge rushers. Um, I think receiver at this point, Metcalf now gone, I think they can wait a bit to get a receiver of value. Cause I think as good as I think Akeem Butler will be, I think him, uh, AJ Brown and those other guys are all there at the mid to bottom of this draft, so I think it'd be too high to take one of them right here. So I gave them Brian Burns from Florida State, who I think will help them out a lot. Now for the Dolphins, man, the Dolphins are a train wreck. Um, they need a whole hell of a lot, but you know what? It starts at the quarterback position, and I think there's a perfect one right there, right about where you should be taken for me anyway. And Dwayne Haskins, and I think that that's where they would en- they will end up going. Um, I know I've said I'm, I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones, but I am. But I think he also needs to go to a to a to what Mike says said a few times. I think a better system. So I think that's why a team like the Dolphins taking him would not be as smart. So I think Dwayne Haskins is a safe pick there at quarterback for them. Um, the Falcons. Uh, here is the perfect spot for them to shore up that linebacking core. A mid-round, perfect, perfect pick here in Devin Bush Jr. from Michigan. Uh, the Redskins, I gave them Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. I think they need a lot, a lot as well, a quarterback. You but could see them maybe reach on a quarterback. I could, I could see well. reaching for a Daniel Jones or a Will Greer here for some reason. They which Greer, I'm gonna laugh. I, I, I would laugh, but I think, I think Greer does have I potential think- at some point. But I think for what they need right now, it would not make sense. Um, the Carolina Panthers, I gave him Jonah Williams from Alabama. I know there's a lot of talk that they're meeting with Greer, but I just don't think they would take him in the first round. I think he'd be more of a second-round second pick for them. 
Um, or I, third. I still think Greer is going to go mid-round. And, and he may very well, but I know some team's going to reach in that second, third round for a quarterback at mm-hmm. some point. But uh, so I gave them. Can you go up a little bit, Mike? I forgot. Oh, right here. Uh, Jonah Williams uh, from uh, Alabama, I think, is the second best offensive tackle in this draft. And then the Giants, I had to give them Andre Dillard, the third best, I guess, the third best offensive tackle in this draft. I need they need offensive. Tackle. I will say they need this, another tackle. There's there's a lot of good offensive tackles this year. Uh, of the past couple years, we've had issues with finding you know decent offensive tackles. There's Probably four or five first rounders. No, there's a lot of them, and a few of them that probably names like Dillard for me, who I didn't until today. Honestly, I didn't even know too much about him, but I think he ha- can definitely help them out uh, where they need to uh, be as far as protecting Eli Manning, as long as he's still the quarterback. Which, yeah, um, Minnesota. Uh, I gave them Christian Wilkins, uh, the interior D lineman from Clemson. I think he has. Has great strength. He'll help help there and, and uh, help block the run, and uh, really really shore up that defensive line for the Vikings, which struggled a little bit at the end last year. Um, Tennessee, I mean they need they, Mariota needs a weapon. I mean uh, they do have a couple guys coming up in um, Davis, Davis, uh, Corey Davis. They still was, have Delaney Walker, and they do have Delaney Walker who's injured last year. So they, I think they need to add one more piece to that, and I think Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. I almost gave him a game Butler, but I think Nikhil Harry fits more of their scheme. Or fits a little more of... different than what they already have. Exactly. Well. There you go. I think uh, uh, Hakeem Butler and A.J. Brown, who I was also thinking about, would be too much like Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I gave them... Um... Well, Nikhil can play more. and He can play slot, basically. Yeah, exactly. So he'll give him a... Th- a, a big an, slot receiver. There you go. So... Then I gave the Pittsburgh Steelers Greedy Williams, who I think is... I, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, but I, I just don't know. I think Byron Murphy could be better. Um, the good thing with Greedy, though, he, he he's kind of reminds me of Darrell Reeves. Kind of throw him on an island. He exactly. can survive exactly. from a receiver. And I think the, the, thing, the, thing with, the thing with Greedy Williams is I think he fits that prototypical cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that's why they would go him instead of Byron Murphy. And I think that they mold corners well over there. If you look at... Um, uh, um, uh, William Gay and um, who's that other corner that was great for many years? I can't, I just can't. I'm blanking on names, but but they just mold them. So then uh, the Seahawks, I gave them Cody Ford, interior offensive lineman from Oklahoma. Look, Russell Wilson may not be there next year. <laughs> Hopefully, at this point, who knows? He may get traded. I'm not sure. There's a lot of rumors out there that he may not even end up as the quarterback going into next year. Which at this point, I'm going to be shocked if that happens. But if it does. If it does or doesn't, either way, they do need to fix that offensive line, especially if Russell Wilson's not there. Because if you bring in a non-Russell Wilson quarterback, he's he gonna be he gonna be David Carr. So they need to get an offensive line in there ASAP. So I gave him Cody Ford. Well, if they do trade uh, your boy Russell Wilson, maybe yeah. Daniel Jones here. Yeah, and and like I said, if that happens, then they could take a quarterback here. They could take Jones, or they could take Greer, or they could take one of those guys. Um, for the Ravens, AJ Brown. Out of Mississippi, I think they need to get another receiver in there. I think they need to help Lamar Jackson at all possible, any way they can. Their defense is legit. They signed um, a running back. They signed Mark Ingram. They signed Earl Thomas. I think they they got what they need there. They get a receiver, and they're really cooking. Um, The Houston Texans, I gave them Byron Murphy. Look, the Texans' defense last year at the cornerback position was not great. 
Um, they paid a lot of money for their corners a couple years ago, and it's starting to kind of kind of blow up in their face a little bit. So I think they need to regroup and draft a young corner, kind of like the Cowboys did when they gave all that money to um, Maurice Claiborne and Brandon Carr, and then they left. So I think they take Brian Murphy here at corner um, at 23. Here's the corner run. And, the, and there's a corner run, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so you have the third corner and the last few picks going here to the Raiders after they take um, – after they took Brian, uh, not Brian Burns, uh, Josh Allen. Now they go and get their corner to help that defense because they got a safety in the, um, uh, Johnson um, from the Rams uh, last year, or is it the Marcus Joyner? Joyner, not Johnson. What's the Raiders? Yeah, yeah uh, the Marcus Joyner, not Johnson. Johnson's still on the Rams. Um, so I gave him DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Baker from Georgia. I think he is the third best corner in this draft, and I think you can't go wrong with him. I think of the three corners. I think he's the safest one to take, but like I said, like they're all, they're all there. Um, for the Eagles, it really killed me to give him this pick because I'm really high on this guy and I want the Cowboys to, to somehow manage to snag him late in the second, early in the second round if they can trade up or maybe even fall to him in like the 50 range, which I don't know if he will. But I think Jonathan Abram here from Mississippi State is the pick for the Eagles. I think. They need to get better on that defense. That defense took a big step back last year um, after their Super Bowl win. So I think they did definitely need uh, a safety there. Um, the Colts, I gave them Hakeem Butler out of Ohio State. Again, these wide receivers are all really good. Hakeem Butler, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Nikhil Harry. All, yeah, Marquise Brown. All these guys are good, but it comes down to what kind of receiver do these teams want. And I just think that Akeem Butler is, he's like that Marvin Harrison. He's like that he Reggie reminds, Wayne he type. He of A.J. Green. Yeah, he's like that, he's he's that mold, fits that mold of quarterback that Andrew Luck loves. And I think that that would be the pick that they will end up going with. Um, the Oakland Raiders now with their... Last pick of the first round, they got their running back, or got their running back. They're about to get their running back. They got their edge rusher. They got their corner. Now they just need to get a running back in there to help Derek Carr and help Antonio Brown in that offense. And I think Josh Jacobs, for all of his faults, is the best one here. And I think they'll have to, unless they decide to trade back here, which they very well could, or use even use 27 and 24 to trade up to get you know a, a, a position a little bit earlier after the fourth pick if they wanted, but... I think they could also stay put and take those two positions, running back and corner, where I have given them. Uh, 28, the Chargers, I gave them Jerry Tillery, from interior defensive lineman from Notre Dame. I think he's rising on a lot of boards right now. I heard Marcus Mosier today say that he was very high on him. He's uh, hoping the Cowboys can possibly snatch him in the late 40s and trade up or some something for him. So it wouldn't surprise me if he snuck into the first round at this point. So I think the Chargers... For all their defensive line strengths they have, I think adding him will I only make that better. The only reason he's falling um, with a couple of these late round interior D line is just how deep it this, is. This, exactly, this group. It's is. a pick your poison, really. It's a, like which guy do you like for your scheme? Which guy do you mm-hmm. think has more potential? And I think Tillery, at least from with the tape that I'm seeing from Mar- Mar- Mosier has posted in the last couple of days, is insane and i think he he will get the job done i think the chargers would love to have him here uh the chiefs they just lost eric berry so i think they need a safety they take Next chauncey gardner johns uh, uh, and mateo so they oh they signed mateo right yeah but they have yeah two. so yeah so you go and and add him to mateo and have him basically you know 
you know, mold him into into that cor- that corner duo or that safety duo that um, you wanted with Eric Berry and Mathieu before Eric Berry never is, was healthy. If they would draft him, they basically have two safeties or into you know play both positions. So exactly. They can, no. That's the great thing. So the new the new NFL, both safeties have to play basically in the po- you know in the box and also have to cover down. It's down. A, the hybrid safety. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kyle, I think will like this pick if he's listening to the podcast. Um, Carson may not as much. But uh, the Packers, I didn't give them a receiver at the first pick because I think of those receivers, there's there's so much value at receiver that they can, that an edge rusher. But I think the type of of edge rusher they want will be there more in the in the range of the one to twelve than in the twenty to thirty. So I think they take edge rusher first, and then they're able to snatch one of AJ Brown. Um, Marquise Brown, Hakeem. Uh, Hakeem Butler, one of those guys. And I think here, Marquise Brown lands right in their lap at 30. He's looking good, coming out of his boot. Looks like he'll be ready for training camp. So he fits right in there, gives Rodgers a speedy weapon to go uh, to replace Randall Cobb with. And I like that a lot mm-hmm. for them. As much as I hate the Packers, fuck the Packers. But anyways, what you- <laughs> fuck the Packers. Yes, fudge Packers. Um, I'm on one today, Mike. Let it go. Uh, the Rams. Uh, look, here... The- they can take anybody, dude. That team's so loaded, they could just add. And I think defense is so set for them that they just add one of the best offensive weapons at tight end that you can have. Right behind Hawkinson, for me, is Noah Font, and I think that's who they snatch here to give Jared Goff another weapon. Um, yeah, next to them, they'll have two good, like, they have uh, Garrett. Who's yeah, their, Garrett Everett. Everett, who's their tight end, but Noah Font. And Higby. Putting him in that tight end group would, you know, would give, you know, Goff, another option. You can go three tight end sets with Higby, Gerald Everett, and Font, and then throw uh, Brandon Cooks out there. Just and, fucking yeah, cut Higby. Exactly. Or they could, well, Higby actually, I think, showed some more signs later in the year than Everett did. I think Higby well, Everett also is huge on blocking. Exactly. And that's why they might keep him. But I think that's what Noah Font could give you over Higby if you decided to cut him or decided to, you know, you know, do something with him, and then you take Noah Font and you throw him right in there and you prosper. And then here's the pick that Mike kind of looked at me sideways when I made it, but I've been hearing a lot, and they had a visit with him today, and I think the Patriots got to start thinking about the future from Tom Brady. He ain't going to play for another four or five years. He's probably got another year or two tops, so you've got to start thinking about the future because if, if that dude gets hurt next year and you don't have a quarterback to back him up, if, if your backup's uh, – who's their, their backup right now? It's, Hoyer. Uh, Hoyer? You're, you're – you're, you're probably finishing last in that division. Like, I don't care how good the Patriots system is. You're finishing last in that division. You're finishing seven, eight wins max. So, well, the th- offense in general is not very good. Exactly. Outside of Tom Brady. Exactly. So I think you got to get a quarterback in there and start molding him so that he can be ready if Tom Brady does go down in the next year or two or does retire. So I think Daniel Jones from Duke is is the pick here. I think it's a great pick. I think of the three quarterbacks that I have in the first round, I think Jones has, other than Murray, the highest ceiling. But I'm not quite sure. He needs to show in the next level that he can do some of the throws that he couldn't make in college. But we've all seen guys in college end up being better at the next level. And I think with the right mold, Daniel Jones can be that. To me, it's the opposite. I think Daniel Jones has the lowest of all the ceilings. I know you think that. I think he can start and be decent. But I don't think he can ever win you a Super Bowl. 
or make your team the playoffs. Well, if the, if it's a team that can that can make him a Super Bowl winning quarterback like they made Tom Brady, it's it's the Patriots. So I think that would be the perfect. I I think more and more that this would be the most ideal situation for Jones to go to. Yeah, I would I would probably say he would fit that offense pretty well, especially since Tom Brady basically now you know five yard passes, five yard, ten yard passes, basically yep. what Daniel Jones does all day. Yeah, so it fits the mold. I mean, I mean, he ain't he ain't gonna win no MVPs, but he's gonna get you there. Yeah, and that's all you need in today's NFL. You just need you need a great if defense anybody, and a quarterback. To if get anyone you there. can make him, you know, successful, it would probably be the Patriots or the Saints offense. Yeah, without a doubt. And if the Saints were here, I would probably be giving had a pick in the first round. I would probably mm-hmm. would have given it to him. But Chase, who, who's your boom or bust player in this draft? To me, it's DK Metcalf. I think he could either be the best receiver in the league or be out in the league in two years? For me, I, you know how I feel about him, and you know Haskins. my thoughts on him. Haskins. I guess Ohio State quarterbacks, I know it's a it's a thing. It's, you know, Haskins may be different, but Ohio State quarterbacks just don't ever translate to the NFL. I, I, I can't even remember the last Ohio State quarterback that won a playoff game or that went to the playoffs or led a team to the playoffs. You can say that about Oregon quarterbacks and, 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 and Marcus Mariota. And I, and, and I know, but Mark Mariota's special. I don't know that Dwayne Haskins is that special. I but, don't even know Mariota's special. He's not, he, I mean, he when, not he's hel- when, he, when he's healthy, he is. But that's not the point. We're getting off yeah, topic here. Go for it. The point is, I think Dwayne Haskins has the potential to lead a team to the Super Bowl. He could do all those, make all those throws, change his game entirely, do amazing. But he could also become a Jamarcus Russell. He could be a complete bust. And I just don't know what he's going to be at the next level. I would say... I, I know I keep saying Daniel Jones is, is all this, and I do believe that, but I just don't know that Dwayne Haskins if, is that much better than If I was going to pick Haskins, Locke, or, or Daniel Jones, I'd probably pick Haskins. I would rather take the, the bet on him. But I don't think Locke's that far off from him. Whereas I think Daniel Jones, like I think it goes the tiers. Tier 1 is, is, uh, is Kyler Murray. Tier 2... You could put Haskins and Locke, and then like tier three, I'd probably put Jones and Finley, and then probably a bunch of crap after that. It's it's pretty obvious that I'm higher on Daniel Jones than my kids, yeah. and that's totally fine. We all, we all have it? opinions. Where would you tier it? What I would tier it, I would put Locke, Murray, um, Haskins in tier one, two, and I'd put uh, Haskins right behind them. That's you, would, how, that, so you would put them in the same tier as, as I, no Murray. Murray's one tier two would be Locke, um, Jones, uh, and Haskins in whatever order you want, and then so you put them in the three. same group. Yeah, I, I put them in the same group. I think I, so I still you think they're close. To I, each I, other I, I I think Daniel Jones is closer to Dwayne Haskins than you and others think, and I hope I'm I hope I'm right, but I could be very well be wrong. But you know what? I we're doing a podcast now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start putting out my fucking shit out there. And hoping it sticks because I, I've watched his tape and I like I like what I see. I don't I I in against an opponents that are probably a little bit different than what Ohio State faced, and I just think that he he can do it all. I, I and that's just my opinion. And it really at the end of the day, it's my opinion. Mike's got his, and we'll see which one ends up being right. And it'll probably take a couple years for either of us to really get a an idea of whether we're right or not. So. So with the receiver group chase, what would be your tiers? Because to me, I don't think Metcalf's that far off. In like, I, I would probably tier him with like 
with a big group. Like, I put Metcalf with Butler, Harry, um, Samuel, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown. Yep. And that would be Tier 1. Yep. I and then, that. and then tier two would probably be Herman, Debo uh, Samuel, Whiteside, Camp, uh, uh, De- uh, I, I, Ridley, Perry. Uh, who else? McLean, even uh, Andy Isabella. Like I got three tiers for you. I got DK Metcalf. I got Hakeem Butler. I got Nikhil Harry, and I got uh, Marquise Brown. That's my tier that one. AJ Brown. AJ Brown's just misses it. Oh, I would. I think his potential is think, there, like I you said. I think AJ Brown is like as fairly close as DK. I, I, and he very well could be, but I, I saw more out of Metcalf on tape than I saw from Brown. That that just that that didn't at least with Brown. At least I know I'm gonna have a player on the field. I mean, I you asked my tier. Yeah, yeah, I'm go giving for you my it. tier. Go for it. Um, AJ Brown in tier two to go with. Um, I say I said Metcalf, Butler, Harry, and Marquise Brown. Yeah. Were my my tier one. Debo Samuel, um, AJ Brown, Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella, that'd be my tier two. And then Harmon, um, uh, Lodge, um, whoever else, and everyone else Man, is tier this, three. This group at receivers, I can see like in the fifth, sixth round. Hunter like, Renfro is a guy that yeah, I'm, I'm I think super. He's going to go to the Patriots. Yeah, I, I, I would love for the Cowboys to. Penny to, Hart, to him, but I don't think Terry it. Goodwin, Kashawn Johnson. Anthony Johnson. If I could have one of those guys Sills. for the Cowboys in the late rounds, I would probably take Penny Hart. Little Jordan Humphrey, even. I think he could play. He could be end up and being that, a starter. And that name's amazing, by and the way. And he's probably going to go in, like, the sixth round. Yeah, no, exactly. Wide receiver depth is very... Is, this is one of the deepest receiving classes. Like I said, I don't... If I had a gamble on drafting Metcalf in the top 15 or drafting one in, in the second, I'd probably rather go in the second and get myself... You know Samuel Whiteside. You know I'm not sure if if Butler will be there, but Har- Harmon. There's so many good receivers. There really is. Both really receivers is. from Ohio State are probably second round picks, if not in the first. They're saying that Mc, uh, Terry Mc, McLaurin might go in the first, which is insane. So it's going to be a fun draft. Um, what what? Okay, so what? Give me your top. Top three positions of death in this draft on the best three and the top, the worst three. Uh, of what? Of death. Of what, you know, there's actually... Uh, oh, positions and death? Yeah. Um, I'd probably say the top three would probably be wide receiver, edge, and interior D lineman. I would say that's probably the top three groups. And then the bottom three... I mean, after line first two linebackers, it's pretty much a wash. So uh-huh. I mean, linebackers there. Um, I, 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 I would say corner and running back, yeah. And tight end just misses it because it's it's very top heavy. Well, it's a top three, and then after that, and, yeah, it's, exactly. It's like there's linebacker. a couple guys I do like that I, I Irv mean, Smith, I, Irv Smith, Knox from Mississippi, Irv Smith, Jay Sternberger, Josh um, Oliver. Um, uh, I don't know if you've watched um, Sweeney from Boston College, but he's also mm-hmm. he also has a lot of good tape. Knox, they say, might be the best. He just he doesn't have the tape. He's been injured, but out of Mississippi, all he's they, also an elite. That whole Mississippi which, offense, the wide receiver tight end, just all great. They yeah, they used to be. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. I mean, I would love if they could uh, bring one of those guys in and peer, give Dak a, one of his uh, one of his former yeah. alumni. Yeah, I will dope. say I agree. The edge, interior, D line, receiver. I'll even say offensive tackle is is. I would say offensive tackle is pretty deep too. Or, but yeah, yeah, I would say corner, linebacker, and running back are probably. I'll even say safety's pretty deep, but yeah, 
If we're going linebacker, cornerback, and running back are trash. We can go four and four. Uh, four highest are interior defensive linemen, edge mm-hmm. rushers, receiver, and safety. And then the lowest are linebacker, running back, cornerback, and uh, tight end. Because even Thompson out of Alabama, you, he might fall to the third round. I, I, I love Deontay Thompson. There's, I don't know if he's ever going to be a star. Juan, he's going to be a... Juan Thornhill is the guy I want the cap. You know, I actually I did a two-round mock of all teams, and I, I gave the Cowboys Thornhill. I think Thornhill or Abram and the Cowboys are... Are, well, are even elatic. Johnson out of Florida, uh, Adra Lee from Delaware, Thompson, Thornhill, Savage, uh, Rap, who did run back, but he has, you know, we can all agree. Uh, Abrams. We we can all agree that if there's a draft that the Cowboys are basically like, all right, we got a couple positions of need, and that's really about it. This is the perfect draft this for them to have those two for, needs. Well, even for those are the same needs the Niners have. I mean, hey, we have man, that's what I'm saying. Safety. It's, I'm not edge. saying it's not just Cowboys, but I'm just saying like for mm-hmm. teams that are looking for like those two three big positions of need, there's a lot out there, and there's a lot to be had. So, so. what would be your if you had to do, let's do a mock draft for the Cowboys right now. Okay. We just got time to kill today, boys. We're just yes, doing sir. it. Yes, sir. So, what are you, what are you expecting to happen here? Um. Well, I'm probably expecting a lot of hurt and a lot of players that I want to draft at the Cowboys position to be that to not be there. So. And oh, if wow. you don't know, we're Chauncey Gardner Johnson went third, twelfth to the Packers in this draft. Wow. If you don't know, we're using uh, the Draft Network, the mock draft machine. It's a great way to be able wow, to... Wow, the Patriots got Hakeem Butler in this one? Jesus Christ. So we just picked the Cowboys. Um, we're kind of rolling through. We're almost to the Cowboys pick. We're in and the I've seen round. basically all three picks I wanted the Cowboys to take. And so Thornhill we just went... Yeah. You can go play rankings here. There's, so, fuck, man. I Thompson's mean, there. Thompson's there. I mean, but I'm, that's kind of a... Sh- like, uh, he's probably the... Yeah, he's only say if Abram Thornhill, all of them went. So I mean, I guess here if this is how it falls, I mean Deontay Thompson sitting there, Deontay Thompson. and I like that a lot. I mean that, that I think I think safety is the position they need to get first. So we took Deontay Thompson of Alabama at the fifty eighth pick for the Cowboys. Uh, we're waiting for round three to come hit, and you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys even traded back at that option. I I, I could still see him trading up too. I really can't. You know, if somebody falls in that range, I'll just say I say I saw Thornhill go like five picks before me. I think the Cowboys in that position would have tried. Daniel to trade Jones is here. Not that the Cowboys are going to no. take him, but at pick ninety, I, I think of the picks here, considering the Cowboys, considering Ed, Ed Rusher is so you deep. Ferguson, no, because Ed Rusher is so deep. I could I could honestly see them taking Andy Isabella here at wide receiver. And adding one more wide receiver to that group. That he could play your slot. He was a pre-draft visit, and I think yeah, he could he could help out a lot there. And I think there's still uh, the edge rushing depth in the fourth fifth round is so deep that they could probably wait. And there's one literally going to fall into our lap right now. They're just looking for one to develop at this point. Exactly. They got. They don't need a starter. They don't need a starter. And he just went, and now. Do you want to look at edge rushers? Yeah, edge rushers. There's nothing there. I mean, you look at other position because there is a corner here. Um, Chris Boyd. Show me, uh, show me running backs. Show me running backs. There's a ton of running backs right here. Yeah, you know what? Give me Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma. I, I like, I like Rodney. I think he'd be the. I think he'd be a good compliment to Zeke in that backfield. So here we are again at 136. And I think here they could, they could. I mean, they they could have. You want to look at interior? Yeah, interior D line. You know what, Kiki, I like I like I like I like Kiki out of Texas A and M. 
Over. I think that's a solid pick. Dylan Mack from the same school. Let's see. Here we come. Now it's it's just the waiting game. A lot of this is just. Yeah, the Cowboys don't pick very early. Yeah, they don't have very many picks. And I mean here, I mean they basically have got they got their safety, they got their interior defensive lineman, they got their wide receiver. I think I think edge is basically the only thing here, and there's a couple guys that are decent, decent value here that are sitting there. Austin Bryan. I I I think they would probably take the best available one, and I would probably I would probably lean. Fuck, I'm leaning toward. Probably I, lean I, I, it yeah, probably it probably could. Um, yeah, just go overall. Yeah. Best well, because the overall it'll. That's fine. Um, maybe. Safety. Hey, go another safety. A safety dropped that low. You take another safety. Double down. Gant. We took Malik Gant out of Marshall. I mean, at this point, I think they could take sometimes the best available player at a certain position, whether they're high on him or not, just because he's there. I mean, they don't. Hunter Renfro is still there. We're in the sixth round. Yeah, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have waited on the wide receiver. Could have had the, the one thing at running back and receiver. There is some death at the receiver all over, but running back, there's some death at the back end. The Cowboys don't have another pick. I don't think. Oh, they don't have another pick. I don't think they have a seventh round pick. Yeah. They oh do. no, they do. Okay, they do. You didn't think quarterback here? Ryan Finley's there. Yeah, if Ryan Finley's there. I get. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, yeah, he's right there. Yeah, give him. Yeah. Close it out. That's a solid draft. I think if the Cowboys run up at that draft, I'd be pretty happy. I don't think Ryan Finley's going to fall this far. I don't think so either. I have him in the second. That's why I said I'd be pretty happy. I mean, they, they basically got all their needs. They got a wide receiver. They got a safety. They got a running back. Interior D lineman. Double down on safety. And got a backup quarterback. I'll win, say this. They could draft. probably end up with two starters right away. I think Deontay Thompson could end up starting. Yeah. Uh, Isabella will probably start. You give me Deontay Thompson with Xavier Woods and George Iloka, and you ride that. Mm-hmm. That is very nice. And then you Andy have a quarterback a... that you could develop if, if things don't go right. Exactly. Right. And Andy Isabella would be perfect in the slot to replace To me, Cole I think Beasley. Ryan Finley probably has the one, of, one of the quarterbacks that you could draft in the second who can still start for you, in my opinion. You get him in the seventh. I don't know if this will happen. but Now, I don't know about Kiki out of... Texas A&M, I probably shouldn't have taken him there, but I think the Cowboy, that's a guy the Cowboys would take. So last week we did, um, or I don't know if it was last week, but we did the Bucks. We argued who the Bucks would take. Today we're going to argue who the Giants should take. Um, so with that, and you want the Dwayne, picks. You want Dwayne Haskins? Well, hold on. Oh, what? Um, so the first pick is going to be Murray. Second pick is going to be Bosa. Third pick will be um, Josh Allen. Fourth will be Quentin Williams. And then uh, White will go to the Bucks at okay. five, so everyone else is available. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Haskins, and you could take whoever. I whoever think I'll else. take Oliver. Okay. See, my biggest thing with they have to come out of this draft with I agree. a quarterback. I agree. Now they can take one at seventeen, but I think they got to come out with the best available that they could possibly, you know, the highest rank. You, if you have, if you think Haskins could be your quarterback, you draft him here. You don't wait. You don't worry about. Any other position, you take him at six. There's also there's not an elite player here outside of you know Ed Oliver. It is it is still an, an elite you know position, but they have a need at the edge position because um, they got rid of Vernon. Um, I to me, I think they go quarterback. They don't even think about they, anything else. They really shouldn't. But if if the giant if all these reports are to be believed, it seems like they might be giantsing it up a little bit. And they shouldn't. They really should. They, they even sh- if it's not. Shouldn't. Even if it isn't Haskins. The if shouldn't. they love Locke. Take them here. Yeah. Don't don't wait out to seventeen because you end up with, 
you know, Daniel Jones or yeah, you might have to reach for a quarterback at 17 instead yeah. of taking the best player, and he should be going around this spot. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I... So your turn. I, I, I think Ed Oliver, I mean, they do need to get a quarterback, and the Giants will probably think they can get one later I'm from the Giants thinking from that aspect, and you take one of the most talented defensive linemen in this draft, and Ed Oliver... You stick him in there with uh, snacks. And, you can stop Zeke. And yeah, exactly. That, that's the goal. The, 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 the best, the, way, the best way to beat the Cowboys is to stop Zeke and to stop the running game. And if you don't do that, you're not gonna win many games against the Cowboys, because that's what the Rams did. They stopped our run game, and we were basically done. And that was it. But we did, we ran like hell on the Seahawks, and how that turn out? So that's basically how you beat the Cowboys is stopping the run game. If you stop the run game, you Make Dak beat you, and till this point it hasn't, whatever. But once Dak finally gets it going, which I think he will this year, it's going to be pretty hard to beat us in general. But right now, that's the way to beat the Cowboys is to stop the run, and I think Ed Oliver helps him do that. So, yeah, Ed Oliver, I, who should we go with? Haskins or Oliver? Um, I think I, I still think they're going to take a quarterback. I still think Haskins will be the pick. So let's go but, Haskins with, but, at, at that, six. That's a safe pick. All right. There we go. They could, they could also very well trade out of it to a team that wants to get back into the top 10, get a couple picks, and then take a quarterback there and an edge rusher in that mm-hmm. area, which would be perfect for them. But the Giants aren't that smart, so I don't think they do that. Gettleman's an idiot. But anyways. With that, we'll, we'll leave the pod till another day. Yeah. And I hope you all have a good Friday. What day is today? Uh, today is Wednesday. And hopefully in the next couple days we'll start hearing more about this Laker or hiring not. search. Yeah. Hopefully or we Mike, don't. Mike Hopefully da- we don't. Mike doesn't want to hear it, but I, I want to hear more soon. <laughs> I, I want to know what's happening. I want this team to get back. Yeah. So. And with that, have a good one. Have Bye. a good one, guys.